Hello everyone, this is JBL. Today I'm joined with Christopher. Yes, and we're a podcast name in brackets. brackets. Yes, hello Christopher. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Um, today we're gonna be talking about something different than normal. Uh, today we'll be focused on the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Three. We both watched it. We both did. And that's about all we have to say for today. So yeah, yeah. thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what do you think about it, Christopher? I went into the movie with certain expectations or all right, I have one major expectation and I have one major hope. Mm. The major hope was part of the reason why I love two so much is Peter and Gamora. Oh. And so I was hoping that Gamora would come around this one. That didn't happen. And at the end of the day, it's fine what happened, right? Yeah. But I was still looking forward to it, and I didn't get it. And that's okay. If, mm-hmm. if I want it, then I'll just rewatch number two. But it's still <laughs> yeah. disappointing. Um, but that doesn't make the movie bad. No. And then, if you guys haven't figured out, we're, we're, we're talking spoilers. So Spoilers, yes. Anyways, but... My expectation was someone core was going to die. Or multiple would die. Yes. And that did not happen. Nobody died. I'm not going to lie. It's fine. Honestly, after I thought about it, because I went in with those two things, and neither of those things happened. And so for a while... Like a good solid 20 hours, I was wrestling with it. And I was thinking, mm. okay, so my expectations weren't met. And I don't have to accept the movie for what it is for it to be good. But I can if I want to. Cause especially like after like Quantumania, there are some people like, go in and watch it with an open mind. That is, that essentially meant lower your expectations. Yeah. Um, and so, like, this isn't like that. Obviously, if you're not its target audience, then you're not its target audience. That's one thing. But um, I was like, all right, where do I play that balance? And after really thinking about it, it's like, okay, obviously Gamora wasn't want. I thought someone dying would be core to the integrity of the story. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, no, it didn't have to be. It's still a good story. Everyone can eventually have a happy thing, and we don't have to see these characters again. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, both yeah, can be the case. Part of the rumors of like characters dying is like some of the actors. This is their last film. This is mm-hmm. uh, James Gunn's last time directing for Guardians so far. Mm-hmm. And so we just assume, oh, well, people are going to die. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Drax will die. I knew and, I knew coming into this film that Chris Pratt wasn't sure if he would come back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, he could die too. Would Rocket die? I don't know. The trailer kind of looked interesting. I, so. I think, honestly, I did not think Drax would die. 
as much as I knew Dave Bautista did not want to be Drax again, I did not think it was going to die. Um, I had a strong feeling that Rocket would die prior to... Like, remember when they released all those individual posters and all of them were Rocket, and everyone's like, oh, Rocket's going to die. Mm. And before then, I had indications or feelings that Rocket could die. That didn't happen. Um, I honestly did not see Peter dying. So honestly, when they did his potential death moment, honestly caught me by surprise. Um, honestly, I would have seen Gamora dying. Um Again, especially, yeah, especially as it relates to timeline things. Obviously, James Gunn doesn't have to abide by, you know, the rest of the MCU. But I still would have wondered, like, uh, that would make sense to kill her off, mm-hmm. t- timeline-wise. Yeah, um, no, Peter going off into space and then getting frozen like that. I was like, hmm, this is kind of a weird moment to kill off a character like that. Mm. Um, one, we, we've established that he is part celestial and oh. can survive in the first film. He survived in space. Barely. When was that? Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. I remember. Yeah, Ish. he went up to save Gamora. He took off his mask. Gave it to her yeah. and he was freezing. He was dying, but he was, he was fine. Here he was swelling up. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, no, the reason why I didn't think his character was going to die then was, one, the moment was weird. Two, they kept bringing, they kept bringing up the grandpa. Hmm. His grandpa. Like, they brought it up first, and then they kept bringing it up, and then they had the picture with the grandpa, and I was like, well, the film has to end with him and grandpa. Hmm. If it doesn't, then what's the point? What, could you explain more about why it's weird? Like, no, your first point? Like, was I, there more? It was just, like, the how it was happening. It was less of a, I'm dying because of a heroic moment. I'm just like, oh, no. This thing. Just, I don't know. See, it's the tone and the pacing of it. Mm. That just didn't feel right. Um... Because it just kind of comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. because all the emotional weight was on Rocket mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. And so then just to shift it to Peter, if he had died there, I wouldn't have really cared mm. as much. Yeah. Uh, since we're on that, I, uh, was, do you think that was necessary? Can you say that again? Well, since we're on that scene, do you feel like that scene was necessary? I don't know. I, I get I, I why, because they want to have Warlock redeem himself, but they could have had that happen if he joined the Guardians after his mother died to fight against the High Evolutionary for revenge against killing his mother. True. Instead, um, he's just there to save Peter. And do a visual gag with his name, with the uh, creation of man pose. I didn't catch. I I, I noticed like the fingers touching part. I now the connection is made. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, that was it, because his name is Adam. Makes sense. And he's a godlike figure mm-hmm. in Marvel. I think I, I, I'm going to pass this on to you in a moment. Yeah, I think after resolving those two core things, I think I finally boiled down to it's a good movie. It took yeah. me a bit to get there, but yeah. So I mean, what, especially what compared the, to like everything we've gotten in the past phase, right? It is it is a good movie. So you you answer like what do you think of this movie? I. It's 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 hard to really think about it. I, I I've been really struggling just to have concise thoughts on it because of course I've been busy working, and uh, also I'm graduating this next week, so my mind's on that as well. But yeah, no, literally, I watched the film with my mom, immediately went to an exam, and then had to go to work right after that. So what time day? The exam was at three thirty. So I watched okay, the film so at I watched like the eleven thirty uh, matinee show okay. on Friday. So, um, but yeah, generally I enjoyed the film. I thought it was good. Uh, one of the best ones that we've gotten recently. Mm-hmm. I think it's my second favorite Guardians, below the first one. Mm-hmm. Is the first one just nostalgic? I I think the first one did a good job at separating itself from the MCU because every other film after that first one copied Guardians pretty much. You know what? So, uh, just, just on that point, this movie, I noticed it. I noticed how the Guardians have become the blueprint of the MCU. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah... And so I, I, I come, I, I, I applaud, but I, I like just the way things happen in the first one. Every character had something. Drax was the most of a character in that first film. In every every time afterwards, he's more of a, a joke figure. Right. He has nice moments, but he's mainly just a joke figure, which is why like I was expecting him to die because it would give him something to do. <laughs> Pretty much, um, yeah. I I just think that one had the better overall conflict because here was just it, the main investment of this film was Rocket. Everything else you could just ignore and not miss much. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Um, yeah, no. I, I've heard that this film is either really great or not great, but better than the stuff we've had recently. Mm-hmm. So, it's a mixed bag. But I think mm-hmm. mostly it's a positive film. Fun fact, this is actually the highest rated MCU film on Letterboxd. Well, well, that, well, the film just came out, so I'll give it to you. I know it just came out, but it's still, like, crazy to think that, so it's at, sitting at 4.2. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow. Like, so that's the highest on Letterboxd. I mean, I give it a 4 as well. I've so. been thinking about a 4 as well. I've, because, like, I've never been in love with the Guardians, 
whether it be the movies. I love Gamora. She's like a top, or at least our first iteration of Gamora. She's like a top five MCU character, but never necessarily like I love the group so much. Um, and I think this movie is like the the Dark Knight. Oh, uh, oh yes. So a solid standalone movie, despite it being part of the trilogy. It's all standalone, although I think it works better, like, having the other films going into it. Well, that's that's one thing. Two things. Number one, with the Infinity War Endgame, specifically Infinity War, I feel like that it's a weird bump in that road of it being a, quote, smooth trilogy. You know what I mean? Right, Um, because that part, a gun wasn't fully part of that so right and so th- there's part of me that wishes in hindsight maybe that they weren't so heavily involved simply for you know the trilogy to feel more self-contained um right but i think like because i'll uh, i'll say of the three movies like this was the most I was kind of able to appreciate. Like, I, I've said, like, I, I I feel like I like two better than one. I've, ne- I've never been crazy about the Guardians. This is the closest I've come to, like, loving. Also, it's like a very character-specific film. That's true. For, and that's, for Rocket, that's... for the most part, the rest are tools to serve the rest of the plot. But True. Like, there, Honestly, there's, like, there's just, just a really good story for Rocket. Just, I think after, like, Revenge of the Sith and thinking about that, like, how I love that movie because that's so character-specific. Maybe that's just what I enjoy in general. I mean, the second one was also much more character-specific for Peter. True. Um, the first one was more of, like, a, just getting the gang together type right. thing. Um, so, you... You mentioned pacing earlier. Uh, yeah, no, the pacing is very quick at times, where it's like, okay, we are going to go to this. By the mm-hmm. way, here's the Ravengers. By the way, here's Gamora. So break into this facility now. It happened very quick. Despite um, it being quick, it the movie felt full in a good way. Sure, there. I, I did feel that there's probably too much going on at times. Mm. Where, yeah, go on. Where it's like, there's also just a lot of just pauses for a comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Of course, because it's a comedic film, but like, mm. the film slows down for the comedy, and right when I'm like, man, I really want to see some more Rocket, they go back to Rocket. Because it's really where it's really Rocket that stands that brings this film up. Everything else right. is standard for me. Right. I my issue with the first movie is like it it passes by with a snap of a finger. Like the pacing. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It it just feels too quick of a movie for me, and that's a personal thing. That it's not necessarily against the movie, but. It, it I found myself always it, it's always been hard for me to enjoy the first one 
because I'm like, by the time I feel settled in, we're in the third act and we're ready to do our big battle scene. And I'm like, whoa, how do we get here so fast? Um, but I did, I did kind of like that this one was kind of smaller scale in that we weren't going after this villain because he's going to destroy the world. We're going after this villain to save Rocket mm-hmm. and to save our friends. Mm-hmm. One thing we're also talking about pacing comedic moments. <sighs> that, like, it really... Yeah, so, so really what stands out in that regard is when they break into the facility, uh, the the flesh facility, and have to disguise themselves and try to get all that stuff. That's really where the film slows down. Because then they want to show off Nathan Fillion, who is the head mm-hmm. guard, who I love the actor. He's really funny. Um, but I, I, did, I, I did feel that section slowed down to show off different bits going on. The thing I was going to mention is after they kill off Rocket's friends. Oh, yeah. And right after that, we had to have a Drax joke. And I'm like, I didn't have time to breathe after that. I don't remember what the joke was. I don't remember what the joke was. That's not important. The point is, like, it went right after, like, the most, arguably the most emotional part of the movie into comedy relief. Yeah, you know I mean, and I yeah. didn't. Re- I didn't feel like I was able to sink in the moment. Like I, f- in, I just thought of this. Maybe it would have been interesting if. I mean, he doesn't have the MP3 player, but like, it, if like we saw like, Rocket and his facial expressions as he's flying away with the song, because he flew out and we pretty much transitioned right after that, like. If, if I had a moment to sit in the moment and to feel his pain, because as much as he's running away, he's still wallowing in the pain in the moment. Yeah. And so to have an additional, I don't know, 10 to 15 seconds would have been nice in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. And I, I was just, ugh. like, I, I do enjoy the comedy, but it just, it, it was like a too soon moment. Yeah. No, comedy is always either hit or miss i think this one was man this film is so dark (laughs) it's probably the darkest mcu thing we've had so far Mm -hmm. not maybe the end of infinity war but like this one visually they showed a lot more stuff well the thing is with infinity war everyone's dust Wow, yeah. this deals with cruelty. You know what I mean? Yeah, it deals so like with animal as... cruelty, body horror. Like, even, like, the dark comedy. It's like, oh, we're going to casually shoot this woman's leg. She's going to scream. But we're going to move on like it's a nothing. Or right. we're saving this this uh, boat full of animals. This monkey rips off this woman's face. Haha, funny moment. As, like, as much as Infinity War is, like... A worldwide threat and in that way is very is dark in that way there's something very like guardians 3 is very personally dark it, because you're de- yeah. dealing with individuals who are being hurt even just yeah again like it's dark humor where 
yeah, that the joke is pain. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. It is funny. But mm-hmm. it's also like, hmm. I, I watched this with my mom. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, interesting. I know what she's going to say when the movie comes, <laughs> like, afterwards. Mm-hmm. And she did say it. It's like, so, you know there are kids that are coming to watch this film. It's like, yep. The, you know what? I really hate how casually people take their kids to watch things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you should... Like, when a movie has a PG-13, you shouldn't just be like, oh, since I can take my kids in, it'll be fine. It's, no, it's also like, the it's IP. Sorry, what? It's also the Marvel IP. It's the yeah. MCU. And so they, they've been trained to expect, like, a fun thing that the whole, fam- <laughs> the whole family, quote-unquote, can enjoy. Then we come here with uh, animal cruelty, with the body horror of just the robotic arms that ah oh, floor ah oh, floor ah oh, that made me sad floor the body yeah, her. just like, her design is just like so effective on me it's like ah oh. and then of course them the dying rocket like scratching uh high evolutionary's face we don't really see it in detail but like it's horrific enough the editing in that sequence of course oh, and then, of wait. course they that makes so that's why he got his face replaced. Yeah, because Rocket ah. ripped the heck out of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's that's kind of dark. And then of course they peel his face off, and it's like, oh yeah, no. That I really didn't expect. Honestly, like the Dark Knight prepared me to see that scene because I struggled watching the Dark Knight and Two Face. So like I'm pretty sure they use the Dark Knight as an example of like, hey. This is this still counts as PG thirteen. Look at what they did. Right. So this is this film is teetering on rated R. Like they've got they've got an F bomb, the first MCU F bomb in this. Uh-huh. Uh which I'm disappointed that Deadpool wasn't the first one to introduce it, but you know. Honestly, it almost makes sense that it would be Guardians to do it. I yeah, Gunn is the type of person who would do it, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Gunn mentioned that the Russos yes. had an F bomb. That would that would that would have been Iron Man's last words. Go F yourself. Which I'm glad it wasn't that. I'm glad that they're like, uh I don't know if we want this to be our legacy. Mm-hmm. And besides the line that they replaced it with is like so iconic now. It really is. Like imagine if it was go F yourself and like that would the whole audience cheered and it'd be like Oh wait, that that would be such a weird energy shift. It would be, especially for families. It'd be weird. It's like oh, Iron Man. So, so that's that's my thing. Like I like I I get like the MCU is a bit of a gem out of a lot of things. I get it, but and call it probably is really because I've been sheltered my life right but yeah. i really don't get it when people consider marvel a family ip i don't get it like it's like they're young young kids who watch marvel it's because superheroes is more of a kid things like we have all the animated shows 
based on these characters. There's yeah. a Guardians. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. They those kids want to see those characters in the big screen. That's where they go and see it. It's yeah. That's why I don't want to have like an R-rated Star Wars because Star Wars should be consistent and it also is a family IP. Like Andor is pushing the line, but it still stays within the realm mostly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a friend who started watching Andor but stopped watching because it was too adulty. I get that, yeah. And like you know, there are people who are there more for the family-friendly fun than you know a good storyline. And no yeah. fault to the person; it's just like you know, there are some people who want different things. Will I want to introduce the MCU to my kids? Well, at least it's better than DC. True. <laughs> so, but like, at what age would you introduce the MCU to your kids? Uh, 13. I will say my thought, my thought is like, you know, you do the Infinity Saga and then you give it a break before breaking into the Multiverse Saga because the Multiverse Saga is darker and more confusing. What? I'll get them hooked on the animated stuff. Mm -hmm. And then as they get older, I'll we weave in the films. Mm-hmm. That's really that's 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 my plan for DC. That's the plan I give for you. Start with animation because that's really where the height of those characters are, mm-hmm. and then go on. But yeah, no, this is it's a dark film. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I appreciate that it feels separated than from all the mcu stuff that feels similar mm-hmm. i appreciate that and also i get that the darkness really helps with the story being told with rocket mm-hmm. like there's no a light-hearted way to tell that story mm-hmm. and be impactful there's the clip of the four naming each other and, like, that was one of the clips they released before the movie hit theaters. Oh, yeah. We knew they were going to die. I mean, I didn't watch it before. Uh-huh. And so, honestly, there is even part of me wondering, oh, where are they today while watching the movie, right? And then to find out that they were killed. So I, mean, I, I never really knew. I didn't know those characters really existed. Like, I knew, but, like, I never really knew. And so I never thought about where they were today. So honestly, it was a bit of a surprise when they were killed off. You know what I mean? You know, what, I mean, when they were talking about this, like, man, it's really great to have friends. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to die. Like, <laughs> you, you, that's like, that's such a heavy handed, heavy fisted mm-hmm. just line to put there. if You're not going to kill them off. That's mm-hmm. so that's like my little ponies level of <laughs> corniness. Yeah. yeah, that's obvious. They're going to die, and it's going to be sad. And it worked still. It was Them dying was really sad. My, my point is, like, that scene, after watching the movie in theaters, I watched that scene, like, like four times on YouTube oh. songs. I'm just like, 
it's it's so innocent. It's so innocent. It's so sad. It's horrific it's, too it's because sad. of like what's happened to their bodies. I feel so bad for Floor. I love Floor, but ugh. Like out of all of them, Floor was the hardest to look. Yeah, because like, it's not just like robot arms, the spider legs. It's also the mouth as well. And her eyes are so red. Yeah, and like the soft, vo- the child voice that comes out of it. Oh, uh, my it's goodness! So sad. Oh, like, this... I, I want to tear up right now thinking about it. I know, like, like the the, the rocket stuff got me kind of sad and tearing up. Like, oh, my favorite moment of this film is when Rocket finds the baby raccoons mm-hmm. and just sees that their species is a raccoon and then accepts his name, just gathering all the babies up on him. It's like, ah, oh, it's so sad, so sweet. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so happy for Rocket right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that time-ish, the hallway fight scene. Like I've mentioned, I yeah. do not watch things for action necessarily, but holy crap, that was so good. It was also, again, it's also kind of graphic, but like I get it, those were alien monsters. You can get as graphic as you want with that. Yeah. But yeah, it was also like, hmm. Nebula, her neck got snapped back. Yeah. That woman is just invincible. She pretty much is. Like, when, yeah. when she got pierced right at the beginning, I forgot that she was essentially a robot. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's a really cool hallway fight that people are, like, saying. It's like, hmm, it's up there with Daredevil. Maybe even a little higher. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, did, I, did, I do appreciate a good one Even if, like, it is mostly visual effects but mm. still really good choreographed and put together yes really cool yes what you expect for our guardians team to do i mean honestly like i don't know the movie super well so dare i say i didn't see it coming i mean i didn't say i saw it coming i'm just saying <laughs> it felt like guardians which does right. bring a problem with the film at the end rocket not cho- is choosing to not kill the high evolutionary <clears throat> it frustrates it, me so much it's, it's frustrating because they've shown throughout this film that they're they don't really care but rocket's excuse is i'm a guardian of the galaxy i'm like well, that doesn't mean anything, Rocket. You'll kill everyone. Mm-hmm. You just killed a bunch of people. Yeah. How is he any different? And then not to mention, so not only did they not kill him, they never showed him die. So it really, in my mind, it just is in limbo if he even is dead. Yeah. Like, I understand it if it's like, let the ship blow him up. Which, maybe that did happen. But also, we did see he did have some kind of uh, Loki-esque, you know, ah! and then, you know, everything rouses and blows. You know what I mean? So he could, powers, yeah. yeah, so he could be powerful enough to withstand space. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not, but maybe. 
I mean, he is a cool villain. I mean, like, again, if, if he essentially made Adam, in theory, in theory, and Adam can su- survive space, then in theory, he could have upgraded himself. To With his face peeled space. off and everything, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Again, like, I feel like that is definitely a character, not necessarily from James Gunn, but, you know. So I, I, I don't see him returning. I don't see how he could return in context but like it's still very frustrating because that would have been from an audience perspective it would have been very satisfying to see him go it's 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 a common hero trope to let the villain live at the end and for most other films i'd agree but like this one i don't see in those characters to spare him i think they just without question to shoot him point blank in the face and shrug it off. Because again, if, if you let the man go, he will be responsible for hurting many, many more. Like, he's, he's a criminal, and he will not be stopped. He thinks he's God. You get rid of him. And plus, like, these characters, they would do that, for sure. Like, Drax... He, oh my like, god. Drax, Drax would have jumped on him. Drax would have jumped off and like shift him constantly, ah, stabbing him. Yeah. Yeah, while doing it. Like they're they're so prone to just do things like that. That's like, huh. Why not? Right. How did you feel about the Gamora stuff? Um so, for some part, I felt like she didn't really need to be there. Mm-hmm. On the other side, I felt like Quinn was pushing too hard. I really wanted Quinn to, Quill, sorry, Quill to just stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, Quill, stop. Stop it. It's not the same woman. I was cringing a lot with him, with mm-hmm. Gomorrah. I was like, no, stop it. That's like, ugh. Okay, so there's one moment when Quill is trying to riz the the lady at the desk, and then Gamora just bursts in and says, no, we're doing it my way, essentially. Yeah. I died laughing, because it was, like, so unexpected. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was the only person who laughed. Oh, and, and like the theater's full. Everyone laughs at everything else. And that's the one part I die at. <laughs> and my laugh, you know, my laugh. <laughs> yeah, I know your laugh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not necessarily embarrassed about. I'm just like, how did no one else laugh? Did they laugh like, when the just... woman got shot in the leg? When was that? I don't remember when that was. Oh, that was during the hectic scene where they were trying to escape or something it's very quick again it's very quick like blink and you miss it you know i'm not gonna lie even that like i don't personally remember Mm. and but let's be fair a theater audience will laugh at most anything yeah so and i don't laugh at most anything in movies so like they probably laughed at it let's be honest Mm. i don't remember 
Probably. Like obviously the F bomb, there's a big um, of course, yeah. Yeah. What always kind of pisses me off is whenever people laugh at the jokes from the trailer. <laughs> it kind of pisses me off. It's like, didn't you watch the trailer? Yeah. There it is. Yep. There it is. It's still the same. It's not as funny. I remember like watching No Way Home and when there was like that that scene of like Garfield and his arm is raised up as he's talking with the other. Yes. And I there remember. was a little murmur. Like there were so many gasps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I do distinctly remember the murmur. Cause I saw that myself and it's like, Hey, that's the thing. <laughs> it's the same clip and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually surprised they were talking about the F-bomb before the movie released. I thought that would have been one of those Dairy St. Marvel reveals that they would have waited till at least Friday. I guess. Like, that was one of the clips that they posted online. The they, did bleep out the F- they did bleep out the F-bomb, but it was still like, oh, there's no way that the movie's going to have a bleep in it at that moment. Sure. And then there were interviews about the F-bomb before Friday. I'm like, wow, this is on the level of, like, Rhodey appearing out of nowhere kind of <laughs> moment. You know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. random, and, you know, uncalled for, dare I say. And, like, and you're talking about before the movie uh, uh, releases? Like, that was, I thought it was interesting they were doing press. You're so brave but, to do this F-bomb in this film. Yeah. It's for the empowerment of whatever. The, the future Marvel movies. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Now now it makes me wonder, because for a while we are almost thinking oh, Blade would be the exclusive F-bomb movie. But now, like, I know Guardians is Guardians, but now it's like the door is open. Now we got Blade coming up, you know? We got some Avengers movies coming up. We we'll definitely I mean? have Deadpool. So I mean, Deadpool is a duh, but I mean, duh, like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> but like now it's especially Blade, where maybe that's still in writing. You know what I mean? Maybe unless it becomes R-rated, like if it stays PG-13, like will they be like, oh yeah, Blade's definitely gonna say it kind of thing? Now Nick Fury, now Nick, now Samuel L. Jackson's gonna be like, all right, now that you said it, I get to say it. You know what I mean? Uh, secret Invasion. <laughs> uh, I'm not expecting a secret invasion, but then again, Stranger Things did it, so yeah. So if it's secret invasion, I mean, they kept like cutting him off before he says it. So yeah. So at this point, Samuel L. Jackson will want his for sure. I mean, he just yeah. says it all the time. He, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when he his lightsaber from Star Wars, he has the prop at home on the hill. He does. Itself. Yeah. He he has the prop. His lightsaber <laughs> hilt says bad mother effer on it. <laughs> okay, I saw the clip of the origin of the purple lightsaber. Yes. I just saw that, and that is a glorious clip. I want mine to be purple. I want to see that, myself. That smile on his face. Uh, he might get one, and that smile. Oh, my gosh. That was, it was amazing. It was definitely the coolest color to have. It's like, oh, purple. Wow. We've never seen that before. 
Everybody wants one. <laughs> I have one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, what did you think about Adam Warlock? If there's one significant significant thing that could be cut from the movie, it would be him. I was like, he really didn't do that much. Outside of the very first scene, he didn't really, he wasn't really needed. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's like, we were talking before we started recording about like, about like the gun verse for DC. And I was saying, this film made me about less sure about the gun verse. And the reason why was because of Adam Warlock. And it, and it's pretty much proves my thoughts about Gunn and how he treats characters. He treats characters that will best serve the story that he wants to tell. So here, Adam Warlock is goofy. He's a child. And, like, I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed a lot of his scenes. He was funny. But... That's not at all Adam Warlock that we're supposed to know. Like, he's not the hero of his people. That his sole purpose is to be the hero of his people. That he cares all about, but he failed his people. They're all dead. Um, Did instead, they all die, or was it just his mom? Well, in the comics, he's the last one, gotcha. I believe. Here, his mom dies. His people is indeed threatened, so he's still... All about his people. But, um, yeah, he's, he's pretty much played off as a joke. And that's what I fear for Gunn in the DC universe. He's like, he's going to take these characters who have an established history in the comics that are so deep and rich and turn them into jokes. He's already done that with Suicide Squad with a lot of those characters. Um, so he cherry picks the ones that he wants to, one, develop into accurate characters, which is not that much. But then he likes to just switch the characters to fit his ragtag team of misfits that are comedic in their own way. I mean, I could be wrong. He could prove me wrong, but like right. from everything I've seen him do, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm thinking is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I I will say like I don't have a strong negative opinion about. Adam Warlock. It, it is just what I said. Like I, I don't care about him. Take him out of the movie, I wouldn't blink. But like, so like I, I don't have a strongly negative opinion. I feel like there are going to be some people who will, right? Yeah. But it very much is just like he. I didn't think it, his inclusion was necessary, and it's essentially sad because he was teased. And it's you know been in limbo for at least half a decade, he and then now teased, this is yeah. what it is. He was teased. Like, He's it, a big part of the Guardians mythos. Like he was supposed, like he is a big part of like the Infinity Saga, but he wasn't there, obviously. Um, and then just to have him be reduced to this comedic character, which is funny, but like again, it's not Adam Warlock. It's like Drax, comedic, funny, but that's not really Drax. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, still huge props to, like, the story that was created for Rocket. 
can't ignore that. But I think that is the issue with the MCU in general. Like, again, people have said that about our main six Avengers. So much focus on Tony and, uh, you know, Captain America. It's not necessarily that, you know, they hate hate other four characters, but they did get sidelined, and their stories weren't as well-developed. And I, I feel like that is the issue with such a large group of characters that you yeah. can only truly develop a few. But that's where we are. Mm. I don't hate Warlock, but like I know that he's not he's definitely not at all what he's supposed to be. Mm. We I can't believe we haven't talked about him yet. High evolutionary. Yes. Yeah. Oh my freaking goodness. Yes. I've been hearing a lot of, like, this guy's better than Kang. And so, I'm not going to lie, if we lose Jonathan Majors, I hope he becomes Kang. I don't think it'll happen like that, but, like, I wouldn't be against him. Right. I, I really I mean, like, like his performance, for sure. I, I mean, I don't know what other options we have for Kang, but I'm saying, like, for the limited knowledge I know, like, he would work. Like, he... he he does the dual personality so well, and he's so large in his performance. And those are things that remind me of Jonathan Majors King, even though King, sorry, Majors did have more of a soft, manipulative <laughs> uh, side to his performance. And again, that was for that specific King. But I feel like, oh, this guy, I, I don't remember his name, but he has range. He has range. And also, like, he's not playing a manipulative character. He's sincere. Like, he's talking to his creation. He appreciates what he creates. But he's also not afraid to just destroy it outright. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, no, I really found his performance intriguing. Um, although, when he starts to become unhinged and starts yelling, not as great, but, like, Still fine. I mean, I I just like there's that. Still, I I feel like it's been a while since we've had a villain that like yeah. oh yes I really appreciate it. Goblin is the last one I think of mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. I I'm surprised how many people like there's been like some tweets on Twitter like. The Mount Rushmore of MCU villains, Thanos, some people have Loki, definitely, um, I did say Thanos, Goblin, um, High Evolutionary, but then some people, I put Namor, and like, really? Like, nothing, like, like, especially the fact that he's essentially coming back, like, I don't feel like he's that established. Like, honestly, like, also to be fair, I'm not that big of a Loki fan either. Yeah. And then, plus, with, like, Loki's similar to Namor, or vice versa, in that, you know, they're not completely the villain. Right. So, so, I don't know. Anyways, but, like, it was so ironic how Goblin was like, oh my gosh, this is practically the best MCU villain, and he's not even an MCU character. And then now we have high evolutionary, like, 
Holy crap. Yeah, no. So, watching this film also reminded me of something that, like, mm. I wanted to tell you about. Mm. Is that if you look close enough, almost every Marvel villain is either green or purple. Interesting. And that's a comics thing. Um, mm. Where most of our superheroes' designs are either blue or red. And so... The opposite end of the spectrum is green or purple for the, for that. And so that's mm-hmm. why you have practically every Spider-Man villain is either green or purple. Hmm. That makes sense, I guess. Which brings us to the Hulk, who's green and purple. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a thing where our hero is Bruce Banner, Hulk is the villain inside him. Mm-hmm. But because of recent just... We see more of the hero character, his color scheme, not as uh, thematically prominent as it once mm. was. Honestly, if you ask me what colored shorts he wear, he's worn recently, I wouldn't be able to say. But then again, well, I don't feel like he's worn shorts in the past few entries. Yeah, purple. They, they in recent entries, like purple hasn't really been the color for his shorts, but. Green and purple is the colors for the Hulks. Honestly, even in the Avengers, I don't even think he wore at least not a deep purple. No. Yeah. Did, like was it even purple? It, it was like uh, a muddy purple, mm-hmm. earthy brownie purple. But yeah, no. Like the only time purple was really a thing for the MCU was in the Hulk movie, where. He goes to the store, and Betty is like, I bought you these shorts, and these giant purple shorts, and he's like, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> but yeah, no. Color. Because yeah, High Evolutionary, he's purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kang, green-purple, I think, as well. Well, I feel like blue. Blue face. At least in Quantumania. But- Blue face, but, like, costume uh, purple accents, green robe, I think. Mm, I'm not going to deny it. Goblin, definitely green and purple. Definitely green. Just, just like, all these colors. Mm -hmm. That is really interesting. It is. Once you notice it, you can't unsee it. Mm. Yep. Um, but yeah, High Evolutionary. Very interesting character. Again, like his main goal isn't to destroy the universe, but to create a perfect society. But he goes about it in such a wrong way. Yeah. Like, he casually just blows up a planet of his own creation. Mm-hmm. We, we, like, we don't even have time to like think about that. We just shrug that off. Right. He's got children in cages. He's got those three monsters. Mantis did some cool stuff. Okay, yeah. Actually, that was that's a good point. Like, because like in Endgame, I said this before. I'm like, what did she do in that final battle in Endgame? And honestly, I don't know if she did exactly that in Guardians Three, but now I I feel at peace with that question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, she actually can do stuff. 
yeah, pretty cool. And now she has like a trio of monster things to go with her all around. Fun times. So how uh, do you feel with our end credit scenes? Uh, end credit scenes. The first one was just... The first one I liked seeing more of just Rocket in his new role. It was... It, I think it's a, like a send-off to the characters versus like we're actually teasing something. Um, I feel like it could go either way. You know what I mean? Like if they were to come back, that's the established group. But like at the same time, we don't have to see them. So that yeah, we don't. Last time we see them. Yeah, we just let them know that Rocket's leading this team. Warlock's there. This child with Captain Marvel's powers is there. Um, a, a Groot is a giant thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then uh, Peter's just eating cereal with Grandpa while talking then, about mowing the lawn. <laughs> but then, Star Lord will return. Apparently was, nobody told Peter that. Yeah. Chris that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought was interesting. Either either Chris Pratt is playing it off, or he doesn't know. Because, like, Taiko Titi, like, I think he said in, after watching Love and Thunder, he didn't know that it would end with Thor would return. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I remember him saying. Yeah, I mean, I get it. They've been I having guess... that text at the end, but still, there wasn't really a need to say that he will return at all. Yeah, there was. Like, what if what if he doesn't return? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not needed. Yeah. So, like, you have that, and then Chris Pratt's like, no, nah, I'm done. Like, if he's coming back, it's probably going to be for Secret Wars. Yeah. But it's also surprising that it's just Star Lord, not Guardians of the Galaxy will return. Yeah. See what that that's what I wonder. Like, okay. Like, okay, maybe Chris Pratt is in line to return. Honestly, I think it'd be more like King. But Pratt's like he just had up. that interview <laughs> as well. Again, I, uh, it might just be him like just trying to play it off. I I, I guess Garfield. I like, guess. Oh, I'm not going to spoil this for those who haven't seen the movie. Because that's the thing. Like, if he says, I'm coming back, and people are going to be like, oh, he doesn't die. Sure, yeah. So so he has to play it off for at least a month. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think, like... Uh, uh, like... I'm I'm happy if we don't see them again. No. Yeah, I'd be fine. I think this is satisfying. They do it's break satisfying. up at the end, but like I feel like those characters have come to like a good point. Yes. Like Drax danced at the end, which was mm -hmm. nice to see. He did it for the little kids. I love mm -hmm. that moment. But yeah. hey there, moron. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Groot. But sorry, but I, again, I'm I'm now upset. Nah, upset. Now it's like okay, Star Lord will return. I kind of wished that would be a surprise. Dare I say, even if that was through casting rumors, you know what I mean? Sure. 
be like satisfied with this moment instead of now I'm anticipating when he is going to return. Probably in what if. Screw that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what were you going to say about Groot? I was just saying, like, Groot is a character. Uh, there's a moment where he spoke. I love you guys. So James Gunn has confirmed yeah. what that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard about that. I I will say it's a weird moment. I don't think they needed to do that because most people will think he said those words. My mom thought like, so does he speak now or what? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't think they needed to have the I love you guys moment in there because it just confused the audience. Yeah. It's like if you know, then it's kind of cool. But if you don't know, then it's really confusing. Most people are not going to know. They're not going to have read that. Yeah. Email. They're like, Groot, yeah. why aren't you speaking more? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but also, so Groot, he back, barely back had a to his power again. He barely had a purpose, but, like, he was a good fighting force. He's a good fighting force. I mean, he had his few moments, but I guess, dare I say, especially considering how many rocket flashbacks there were, I, by the time we got to the middle point of the movie, I was expecting a flashback of seeing Rocket and Groot meeting. Yeah. Which, yes, in theory, wasn't needed for the story, but just at that point, I was expecting it, you know? So here's another point going back to the rocket not killing high evolutionary scene. Peter just had a moment where he grabbed the scientist, jumped out the window, and just killed the guy with the landing mm -hmm. and didn't care about it. Mm -hmm. Like, the scientist didn't really do anything. He just got mm -hmm. the information they had. And so... Yeah, that was ruthless. He was ruthless, and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I kept looking to my mom to see what her reaction was. Because, uh -huh. like... I don't, that's like, that's straight up murder. It I mean, really technically, is. everything else was murder still, but like, that was straight up murder. The guy just, he didn't do anything. He just had the information. Mm -hmm. And like, he killed him, and they just cut his head out. You know what? Actually, that scene was the scene I was most worried about graphic. Yeah. Like, no. when they were cutting it off, I, that was, like, the one scene where I was honestly, like, kind of looking away. Yeah, but then, like, oh, yeah, we're not going to kill the High Evolutionary. I'm a Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah. Sure, we'll kill whoever we want, whenever we want. But, hey, we have the moral high ground at the end, because we choose not to kill. Like, honestly, if anything, like, you didn't have to show me directly getting killed it could have been like even like a ready to swing the axe and then it cuts off it's not I mean? even like the character's arc for that thing to happen yeah like batman that's part of his moral code it's part of his character arc the same thing with spider-man but mm. like guardians for the past few films nah peter shoots his dad straight up as soon as he finds out, they he, like he gave his mom cancer. Yeah, and all, honestly, despite Gamora's heart change, she's still probably like 
I would imagine they'd have to stop her. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, if they wouldn't have done it, she would have. Kind of she would have. Like, yeah, she would have. But she did it somehow. I don't know. It's a, It's kind of contrived. Mm-hmm. Are there any other points of the movie that you're thinking about or wanted to address? Um, thinking about wanting to address... I mean, we said it already. Like, all the rocket stuff is pretty cool. Yes. Emotional. Really well done. Um, yes. Everyone else, they're they're fine. They do their stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some fun bits here and there. I mean, obviously, like, Peter is the second main character of the movie, so he does his roles well. Nebula, I liked her growth in this film. Especially mm-hmm. with her relationship with Rocket. Okay, so I saw a tweet about that. Because they were the only Guardians alive during the blip. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. I'm like, dang, it kind of makes it hit harder now. Yeah, they're friends. Um, Drax. Drax from the first film is nothing like what we have now. Yeah. The first film, he's like, I want to avenge my family. Everything afterwards is like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, Drax is fun, but it is... He's fun, but it's still like... Wow, huh, how much it's changed. It's, not, yeah. it's so much... It's a big change. It's kind of jarring when you think about it. Yeah. But like, yeah, his moment with the kids, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, his friendship with Mantis, pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Cosmo is a good dog. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that a little bit. And then I th- I think, like, the holiday special almost anticipated me to think that Cosmo would have a bigger role in this movie. Um, which she didn't, and she didn't have to. And and then I was almost wondering, should it, she have been kind of like, no, she had her place, especially after kind of being around in the first... She has some cool action scenes. Yeah. We wanted Cosmo anyway. Oh, did you? Okay. I didn't know that. And like we like the Cosmo has been here since the first Guardians film. Mm -hmm. In the background. Yeah. So we just just wanted the dog. I guess it's nice for her to have a moment. Yes. It's fun. Enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I don't know what other Marvel things coming up. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, what was your thoughts about the, the Sean Gunn character, Craglin, and the little... The whistle uh, thing? Yeah. I mean, I really wish that he had learned that off screen since he was practicing from the beginning, the second, at the end of the second film. Yeah, he was. I, I get that. It's his, it's his character arc for this film. I kind of felt like him at the end doing it really quickly after struggling the entire film was kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. But, like, I get it. That was to give him something to do. Yeah. That is kind of an interesting thing. Like, if, if it wasn't that, he would have no place in this movie. Right. Which is why he was sidelined. 
He's also there to bring the ship to get all the animals out. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, like, if that was his only thing, like, what, how bad would that have been? But it also still makes this character less interesting. For I'm also too. very disappointed at how the gold lady just blew up. <laughs> True. Like, she blew up, but, like, we didn't even know that she was there. Yeah. Like, honestly. Honestly, yeah. after like how powerful Adam Warlock is, I'm surprised that she isn't more uh, like powerful enough to sustain some damage. I guess. Yeah. Like she's that dainty. Okay. Like, yeah. which is fine, but like, just after Adam, I, I I figured like Adam would be able to at least find her body. Right. But it's also like, oh. She blew up? Well, I didn't know she was there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the end of her. Mm-hmm. Very short role in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm... I do want to see it again to kind yeah. of make sure I'm thinking of this movie correctly slash properly um yeah but in it's not a perfect movie it's not perfect Um, like i think we both were saying like four out of five stars is like our idea and all four star goes to rocket (laughs) it honestly does honestly yeah yeah so so your ranking is one three two one, three, two, yes. I, I'm going to go with three, two, one. Um, I think, like I said, I've never been that crazy about the Guardians. So they've never been like a selling point for me. You know what I mean? Right. I've never, I love Gamora as like a top five kind of thing, but never like I love the Guardians so much. And so I've always liked two better than one. And so, like, it was this movie where I felt the most, that I appreciated the most. And, again, with it kind of being more of a standalone movie, like, it also, uh, along the lines of appreciate the most, can't appreciate the most. Um, And so I think currently those are the factors that kind of play alongside it um, with it currently being my favorite Guardians movie mm-hmm. very much can change but I think especially considering it's standalone nature it kind of just really yeah I, I think it will is my favorite of the three however I'm not ready to say it's like a top five MC movie I don't know what my top five looks like some people easily saying, oh it's my top three if not my favorite and I'm not ready to say that quite so quickly and easily. Yeah, no. Top 10, most likely. Maybe. Because there's only 30, 30 movies, so it's probably... Only 30. Because, <laughs> like, sometimes, like, when you rank things, sometimes I think of, like, I don't know, like, oh, a certain band has, like, 100 songs. Like, say, like, Taylor Swift, she has over 100 songs. So, like... Top 10 is like, oh, that's only 10 out of like over 100 songs. You know what I mean? 
while the right. MCU is like, oh, that's just a third of all the stuff. So true. Yeah. Now I'm now I've kind of been wanting like, oh, I should go and rank my stuff again, like I do with every movie. But I did not do that after Quantum Mania. Because <laughs> you, you knew it was like near the bottom. I will say with Quantumania, I don't hate the movie. It's not good. Right. But I don't despise it. Uh-huh. It very much like exists. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a movie to me. Mm-hmm. What is really disappointing about it is it's not moving the MCU forward like I ex- like it was teasing itself to. That was the most disappointing part of it. Yeah. Like, Doctor Strange 2, like, that honestly, as a standalone movie, is a fun movie. Yeah. But it really doesn't make sense in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. It probably will eventually, but it's not right now. Yeah. I'm satisfied with this film. I am satisfied with this movie, too. And not just this movie, with it being the, the Catholic trilogy. Yeah. Like, on, uh, like, there could have been an aspect where I liked the movie, but I'd be like, oh, I want more. Or, you know, I don't feel like we got our proper, proper goodbye. I feel like we got all of that, except mm-hmm. for Star-Lord will return. It kind of threw a wrench in that mentality outside yeah. of that it was a good goodbye good goodbye yes and nobody died and i'm okay with that and i'm okay with it too it that's took a me good, 20... that's a good subversion of expectation <laughs> yeah would be everybody died but here nobody died yeah yeah i'm okay with it yeah yeah like, it, it took me 20 hours to be okay with it, but I, now I'm okay with it, so... Yeah, let's hope they don't rehash on any of this and ruin the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Secret Wars, I'm talking to you. Yeah. We'll see. Depends what That's like 10 Wars. years down the road, so... Honestly, at this point, it's... T- <laughs> At least five years. With the writer, with the writer strike for sure. Yeah, like it's not making its twenty sixth date. Let's be honest. Twenty, yeah, no, no. I mean, especially at this point, like Daredevil was supposed to premiere at the beginning of twenty four. Oh no! It's probably not premiering till at least the end of twenty four. Let's be honest. Ah, okay. Well, like I mean, I I don't know for sure, but like. It sounds about what, we right. We were supposed to get Ironheart this year. We were supposed to get Echo this year. We still might get Echo this year, but we're not getting Ironheart this year. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. so that's being pushed next year. Like there, uh, I think there's like there's enough things being pushed over to next year, and that domino effect where Daredevil is most likely part of that as well. So yeah, well that happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and now, honestly, with the writer strike, what's going to happen with Daredevil? Because that's supposed to film from January to December. Correct. Like how? 
So you're telling me you're going to continue? Mm. Andor you know is I mean? still going to be filming, but Tony Gilroy isn't going to write anything else for it. <sighs> Sorry. Which is... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a slippery slope. You know what? Next week we'll talk more about the writer's strike. Will we because talk there'll probably be more week? developments. Oh, not next week. Uh, in two weeks. Yeah. Actually, I should be able to talk in two weeks. I will be flying out the next day, I believe. So I'll keep you updated. I guess. Yeah. But I mean, if not, then maybe we'll record in person. It will be whenever the next episode comes out for you guys. So don't worry. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. Actually, next week, I'm open. Actually. Yeah. I'm just uh, just wondering if you wanted your little break thing. In general, I do, but I'm like, we have Guardians. I don't want to wait a week to talk about this. And okay. then, so we'll do. I'm. We'll do next week, and then, and then we'll break until either we meet in person or I'm back from my trip. Yeah. Okay. And I'll be graduated by then. You'll be graduated by then. Yes. All right. Yes, that's Guardians. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Goodbye.